0: just a little comment on the gospel. I don't want to preach on it today, but just to make sure to set all of our minds and hearts at ease. Of course, Jesus is not inviting us to take a path of hatred for our families. Of course not. But using the literary device that we call hyperbole, which is a way to exaggerate and emphasize a point, he's trying to stress the importance that he himself is always first and central in our life, that we never put another person or any of our possessions before Jesus Christ. This is what he's emphasizing by using hyperbole. So, just to make sure we're clear on that. For the canonization of St. Teresa of Calcutta, we wanted to have a large picture in the front of our altar, but it did not arrive in time, so we had to settle for this tiny little picture. But I bet that this is what St. Teresa of Calcutta would have wanted. Because if you notice in the lives of saints, they never want the attention on themselves. They're always pointing to God. And this is what we celebrate in the canonization of any saint. It is not so much the recognition and praise of the works in the life of a woman or man, But it is the praise and acknowledgement of what God is capable of doing in the life of a fallen human being. That God is able to do such great things through such little and small people. Mother Teresa herself, I think she was just a little over four feet tall Isn't that amazing? And yet, such a great life that she lived in the Lord. How does someone like you and I become a saint? How did Mother Teresa become a saint? What is the secret, if there is one. Because if we look at the lives of the saints, what we find is many of them, it was not because they were stronger than us, because they tried harder. When we look at their lives, it often was not because they had a better childhood than maybe some of us have had, In fact, what we find is that their childhood was often more difficult than some of those that we may have had. It wasn't because they were less sinful than we are. When we read the lives of saints, some of them were greater sinners than some of us. What is the secret it is the same for every single person, for each one of us. To become a saint, one must always start where every saint begins. And that is with the honest, humble acknowledgement of what. I am. And what is the truth about what I am? Well, the truth is that I am not God, but a creature created by God. And as a creature, I am little. As a human being, I'm weak. And because of my utter dependence on God, I am very poor. And on top of that, because I am fallen, I am also a sinner. Every person who wants to become a saint must humbly and honestly admit this truth. But that's not all. To become a saint means that I open my weakness, my poverty, my littleness, and my sinful condition to God. That I open it, that I surrender it, and that I bring it to God on a daily basis. And then God is able to help me to become what I am unable to become on my own. This is how a man or a woman becomes a saint. And as we look at the life of Mother Teresa and other saints, we see, for example, how much they prayed, But they didn't pray because they were better than us. They didn't pray because they were holy. They prayed because they needed God. Mother Teresa was so profoundly aware of her weakness. And because she often felt herself so weak, she would go to God and pray so that she could receive the strength that she needed in order to face another day. Mother Teresa, like us, was so in touch with how hard it is to love. And boy, when you read her letters, she struggled to love. And this is why she prayed so much, so that she could tap in to the source of love that is inexhaustible, so that she could love the unlovable day in and day out. What was the gift of Mother Teresa to us? I think one of the blessings of her life is how she showed us how simple it is to become a saint. Notice I didn't say easy, but simple. And the simple path to becoming a saint is in spreading the fragrance of Christ's love, of giving the love that God gives us to every single person in our life that we encounter, to love today a little bit more than I did yesterday. This is why Mother Teresa always put prayer first Why she put the Mass first. Why she went to confession on a regular basis. She opened her life so profoundly to the grace of God, to the love of Jesus, so that she could then give that love to her sisters and to the poorest of the poor, I want to emphasize Mother Teresa and the other saints, they were not better than us. Maybe, perhaps, they were just a little more honest about their need for God. And because of that, they sought God maybe more than we often do. They sought God And his grace and help. You know, when I struggle in my life, I look at Mother Teresa, the more she struggled, the more she prayed. Sometimes in my life, the more I struggle, the less I pray. Go figure. The more I struggle with my weaknesses and sins, she went to confession once a week. Sometimes I think once every two months is enough. Some Christians, once a year. They sought the grace of God sometimes more than we do. This is how they became a saint. Because it's not about trying harder. It's not about doing more. It's about receiving more from God So that God in us can do more. Little things, as she put it, with greater love. This is the secret of becoming a saint. And the simple path of loving in the little things. And one of the things that I find so moving and striking about her message is that you and I can become a saint by smiling a little bit more. (sniffs) Isn't that amazing? Listen to what she said. And she said this so many times. Every time you smile at someone, it is an action of love, a gift to that person, a beautiful thing for God. She said at another time, let us always meet each other with a smile. Why? For the smile is the beginning of love. Do you mean that I can become a saint if I just start smiling a little more? Yes, or giggling too. Let's just think about that a little more. When I smile at any one of you, what am I saying? What I am saying in that smile is that I have recognized that you have value. And the smile is affirming that value that nothing can take away or diminish. When I smile at any one of you, I am affirming the the truth that each one of you are very precious to God. And my smile is recognizing that and affirming that that there is nothing that you and I can do to change how precious you and I are to God. And because you are precious to God, you are precious to me. When I smile at any one of you, what I am saying and revealing is that the scales that have blinded me have fallen away from my heart and now I recognize you as a sister and a true brother. That I have welcomed you into the circle of my family and it means that I now care about you. I care about what happens to each one of you. And as we struggle to love together, and we know that sometimes, as Mother Teresa would say, sometimes it hurts to love. It costs us something. When I smile at you when it's painful to love, the smile reveals that I am not going to stop at the suffering. And allow that suffering to close in on me, but rather, like Jesus, I'm going to use that suffering as a way to go further in love and to give even more love than I did before. And as you and I fail to love together, you and I smile even in the midst of of failures to love because that means we believe in the resurrection and the power of the risen Christ can enter those failures and you and I can give to each other the gift of a new beginning by saying, I'm sorry and forgiving one another. All of this in a smile. And I could go on and on, but I know you don't want me to. Just kidding. So, my dear friends, you and I are called to be saints. And Saint Teresa of Calcutta has shown us that it's actually very simple and that it can be expressed. In something as simple as a smile. So, like me, I know you want to become a saint. Therefore, let us start smiling just a little more. Amen.